Hello, homies. This is a time-sensitive emergency episode that we've put together for you with Barbara Roberts regarding the Therapeutic Products Bill, which is currently being rushed through in New Zealand. Submissions close on the 15th of February, so it is absolutely vital that you put your submission in straight away. This is for anyone who is a New Zealand citizen living anywhere around the world. You can go to homeopathy.ac.nz where there will be some submissions guidelines available from the 27th of January. So please make sure that you get your submission in and the cutoff date for submissions is the 15th of February. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Homeopathy Hangout where we discuss all things homeopathy from around the world. And now my mum and your host Eugenie Kruger. Hello homies and a very warm welcome to Homeopathy Hangout. Today we have multiple return guests, Barbara Roberts on the show. Welcome back, Barbara. Thank you for having me. <laughs> now, um, anybody who wants to know your journey into homeopathy and all the amazing things you've done and the love story with uh, Samuel and Melanie is going to have to scroll back to your past episodes and go and have a listen. Today, we have a very important topic that we are chatting about, which I know nothing about. I'm so grateful for you to come on the show because I have heard rumors about this therapeutic products bill that they're trying to push through in New Zealand. I don't know anything about it. So I'm grateful for you coming on the show and educating me and our listeners about what what it is and what it means. Thank you. Yeah, it's a um, it's something that has been sneakily sort of pushed through over um, Christmas. And um, so it's kind of crept up on everyone and nobody knows um, much about it. And so we're just trying to get as much um, knowledge around it so that people can make a submission and make themselves heard before the 15th of February when submissions close. So that's really the important date. Listen up, read about it, find out about it, and then have something to say before the 15th of Feb um, on um, the um Parliament website, there's a, a submissions link. Um, so yeah, it's what it is, what they're doing is they um, are taking the current Medicines Act um, and the dietary supplement regulations and combining them into one therapeutic products bill, um, which also will cover every natural health product. So if it has any therapeutic purpose. It is covered by this act. Um, that means medicines um, and medical devices, pharmaceutical ingredients. But for us, it means vitamins, minerals, homeopathic remedies, flower essences, anything you can think of that has a has a, a therapeutic purpose. And it's not explicitly stated in the act, but it will cover things um, like our herbs and spices, how they will actually regulate that we don't know because they haven't written the regulations yet um but the the broad nature of this bill means that your cinnamon and your turmeric and your thyme um is all covered and and let's be realistic celery <laughs> that can have a therapeutic but it's a diuretic that could be covered by this as well how they will regulate that we actually don't know but it, it is a concern and it's without having um the regulations written the we don't know what that sort of differentiation I have between those things. Mm. I always think I, I don't understand, but I do, why, what their issue is with natural medicine. So 
I understand the strong regulations around pharmaceutical drugs because it is one of the top three leading causes of death in the world. So it warrants having strong regulations around it. But nobody has ever died in over 200 years of homeopathic medicine. And, you know, issues with uh, herbs where there's more of the physical action on supplements, yes, that does happen, but it's still not a significant amount. And Apparently, homeopathy doesn't work, so I don't understand why they don't just leave us alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, you know, they have, um, a few years ago, they reclassified a herbal product, um, Artemisia annua, which is wormwood, and um, deemed that it had a therapeutic purpose, and therefore it must be a medicine, uh, and effectively therefore it was a prescription medicine and the only way you could get it was from your doctor who knew nothing about it and so mm. couldn't prescribe it anyway um and basically killed that off so you cannot buy um artemisia annua in new zealand anymore what um which is just terrible what they and what this doesn't do is regulate things like that and say this has potential for harm, which is what it's about. So it needs to be prescribed by someone who is qualified in that area. Mm. Because your your average doctor doesn't know anything about um, herbal products. Mm. So it should be naturopaths and medical herbalists who are mm. able to prescribe that sort of thing, mm. um, who are qualified, um, have appropriate experience, who could use it. But this doesn't really open the door for that either. So it's it's going to regulate and just make things harder mm. instead of making things um, easier and um, and allowing people to use natural products. Mm. And the other thing is the insidiousness of when they try and sneak these things through, just make you think of somebody who has a hidden agenda because exactly the same has just happened with the FDA in America where they sneak through that uh uh, I can't remember what the exact class. It's not a bill, but there's, you know, they sneak that through over Thanksgiving in the States. So if there wasn't a hidden agenda behind this, then why not have it like nice and clear, loads of time, give it a year. You know, it's been around for millennia. Nothing's going to change like herbs. I mean, homeopathics, 200 years. It's been around for 200 years. Nothing drastic is going to happen in the next week. Give us it. Give us six months. Give us a year. There's time at play. Why do you want to push this through over when people are on holiday and things are really busy? Like, what's the rush? Yeah. Yeah. And this is certainly, I, I'm in a group where we split up the bill to read it because it is huge. Like, um, I did law and read the Medicines Act and all of those things in a university when I was doing my pharmacy degree. And they, this is so much larger. There are over 400 clauses. So it's, it's, wow. A, um, it's a big mouthful to try and actually read it and digest. So we split it up and that's what I was doing um, at Christmas time was <laughs> reading the law so that I could understand this and we could come mm. together and, and talk about the implications for, we're primarily focused on homeopathy, but I have mm. looked at other um, things as well. And it's, um, yeah, having, there, there has to be, you're right, the fact that they're sneaking at it mm. in beforehand is really a concern and specifically relating to that FDA um, mm. thing there is a clause in here 346 um, where 
the regulator can take the decisions of any overseas entity and apply them. <sighs> so um, that means they could just go, oh, FDA, they've got a document on homeopathy. Boom, anything they say, we're going to adopt. Um, and, and that's really concerning. And also for um, people who aren't familiar with New Zealand, we have a, um, a, a really founding document, the Treaty of Waitangi, um, which is, uh, was a treaty between the British Crown and um, the Māori, um, who were our Indigenous people, are our Indigenous people. And any taking any decision from overseas entity will not meet our obligations under the Treaty of Waitangi because they have no understanding of it. Mm. And um, that um, homeopathy um, does have some, um, it, it's not a Māori form of medicine, but there are links with how we see the world and mm. there um, are also remedies that are made from native New Zealand mm. plants. Um, and so that's a really important um, distinction to make. Um, and, I, and that's something that uh, mm. I, I have concerns about as well. Mm. And if you, I, you know, I would love to know how long it took them to put that document together. I mean, there's often months or years that goes into putting something like that together with a consultation with dozens of different professionals across different fields. So you would think they would at least afford the public who are not uh, lawyers. Oh, okay, well, well, they are obviously, but I'm just being people interested in this. You would think they would give them the graciousness of at least that same amount of time that it took them to prepare this bill. Um, so is what is the process at the moment? So where where are things at, at the moment? Is this just a draft? Is this like where where is the process? What's the process? At so the it had its first reading and it's what it's at select committee. So um basically that's why we've got there's time for submissions to go in and mm. um for them to hear them and read them. Um and then it will go for its um its second reading. So, you know, they have skipped a lot of the um or pushed through a lot of the um, early um, um, early stuff. Now, I, mm. I understand there was some indication of it last year. I know Mike Dong from Similiman went along to a meeting which basically said this is going through like mm. a lump it. Um, and um, they, the, their level of understanding about natural health products um, wasn't great, let alone homeopathy. Uh, there's widespread opposition to this. It's not just homeopaths. Um, they, a lot of the um, naturopaths, medical herbalists, the natural um, and even the companies that make these products, mm. they are against the spill. Mm. Um, I haven't um, read the, the things from the Pharmaceutical Society and, and Gill, but I know that a lot of pharmacists are not very happy about this bill either. Um, and there are implications for um, for pharmacy, and it's just it's the access that you'll have to things, the increasing cost of products, mm. um, as well as whether there's going to be a, other implications for pharmacy um, ownership mm. and how that would change. And even if you're not a big conventional medical um, medicine user, 
the way pharmacy is in New Zealand is that 51% of every pharmacy has to be owned by a pharmacist and they are subject to a whole lot of professional standards, which basically means we're not going to sell you products that aren't good for you because um, we're here for health, even though mm. it's not a natural <laughs> um, health. And, and sometimes their um, philosophy differs from yeah. ours. Um, <laughs> there's still a, a big professional um yeah, a lot of professional integrity there. Mm. And there is no, there is nothing overt in this bill about changes in pharmacy ownership, but it's another thing that opens that door. And I don't think that's another thing we want to happen. Mm. Um, we certainly don't want big corporations who are more interested in money mm. um, owning our, our um, pharmacy businesses and, mm. um, and decreasing our access to mm. preventative healthcare, and and let's face it, a lot of natural healthcare does prevent complications, exactly. and we don't want to make that a luxury. That shouldn't mm. be something that only people who are well off can afford to buy their vitamin mm. C and their um, herbal supplements to mm. keep themselves well. Well, just today, I also interviewed Gabrielle Traub on the podcast and I asked her how she was introduced to homeopathy and she shared that actually her brother, when he was two years old, died of an adverse reaction to a medicine. And then her older brother had such a severe reaction as well that he ended up being hospitalized. So her mom was forced to raise them on homeopathy and other natural forms yeah. of medicine. And restricting access to this uh, it's just in nobody's best interest other than, you know, the the powers that be because um, we need access to this because some people simply cannot take pharmaceutical medication. I think it's getting more and more as people's toxic load is getting more and more. Children are born with a toxic load already inherited from the mother, yeah. which puts uh, so much strain on your on your liver and your kidneys. So then trying to process pharmaceutical medication becomes much harder. So we actually need these safer options. If you look at antibiotic resistant bacteria like MRSA, we need other alternatives because pharmaceutical medication is not the be all and end all. Um, on the select committee, is there a homeopath on the select committee that decides when this bill is oh, read. I wish. <laughs> no, I think they are just politicians. So um, there, there is no, um, yeah, no expert in this field. No that's the field, and that's another concern with the bill itself. And um, clause three four seven, they can have an advisory committee, um, but they just need to be satisfied um, as to their knowledge in that area. Well, that's, in my opinion, not good enough. We don't want someone who has some knowledge in this area because frankly, when I was in pharmacy school, I did a three hour lecture on homeopathy. Um, and would that be sufficient knowledge to then advise on homeopathy, not knowing more than three hours worth about it? There is just having some knowledge is not enough. It should mm. be qualifications in that area mm. and experience in, in New Zealand. Um, mm. so that you, we're making sure that people understand our mm. treaty obligations, our, what the New Zealand land um, is like, what the people are like. Mm. And I shouldn't be advising on traditional Chinese medicine or acupuncture or osteopathy. You know, I, I, don't, I, I don't know much about them. I've seen practitioners in those areas, but I don't know enough. And I wouldn't be qualified to do that. And we should be making sure that anybody who is making decisions on any modality has qualifications 
and experience in that area. Mm-hmm. And it's not just an advisory thing because mm-hmm. we have seen with the um, COVID debacle that the advisory committees made recommendations on things and then they didn't follow them. Mm. So these committees should be able to make decisions that are then binding, not then Mm. just be subject to a regulator's Mm. whim and bias and overseas Mm. agenda. Um, That's not good enough. No, I tell you what, I would not recommend anybody put me on the advisory board for politics because I know nothing about politics. I have no interest in it. So do not put me on that advisory board. And I feel it should go the other way around. I do not want a politician advising on an area of my expertise. <laughs> they <have> not <laughs> do not have the yeah expertise in that area. So is it all doom and gloom? Can we still do something? What what do you recommend well, our listeners do to get involved? And also, is it just Kiwis? Can people from overseas put in submissions? Talk to us about how we can help. It is just New Zealanders. Um, and But if you are a New Zealander living overseas, um, okay. and or you could vote in New Zealand, even if you don't, um, make a submission. Um, it, won't do any, it won't do any harm. Um, there, there is concern i i don't know how much it will affect because they haven't written the regulations yet and so we just don't know what what sort of what that will have and that's another part of the problem like when you've got a two-part um piece of legislation because you need to have the the act and the regulations which tell Mm. you what all the various rules are um only having the act is a problem um Mm. and certainly from a homeopathy perspective it's there. There are things in there. We are slightly protected in some things. So our first aid remedies, um, as it stands, are exempt. So if you want to um, use arnica, aconite, belladonna, apis, all of those things, they will be fine because they are considered low concentration natural health products, and provided they are of um, plant origin or animal. Um, origin that is not in the rules or mm. mineral origin, um, they are fine. So as long as they are um, more dilute than one part per million, oh, 20 parts mm. per million. So mm. if they're three C or six X or higher, they're fine. So mm. um, that's really comforting. Um, for myself as a um, homeopath, um, it specifically excludes things of human origin. Mm. or animals in the rules, which are sheep and cows. Um, mm. And that's probably to protect from things like um, mad cow disease. Mm. Um, but that takes out all our metrodonal remedies. Mm. So I love my lacumanum. Um, I love my vernix and my placenta remedies. Mm. Um, it also takes out um, a lot of our nose odes. Mm. Um, so Serenum, which is was made from um, a um, vesicle, bees. Mm. So that's come from human. Um, Metarinum from gonorrhea, syphilinum from syphilis, tuberculinum, which is my all-time favourite remedy at the moment. I've Same here. It this week. <laughs> um, that's um, I often use tub bov, which is um, from bovine from cow origin. So that would be out. Um, Carcinosin which again, mm. sometimes I feel like I dish out like lollies, which is a cancer 
um, from a um, one of them's from a breast cancer, or there's other ones which are made from multiple different types of mm. cancer. And these are all remedies that we use for ongoing um, problems for mm. people who the first aid stuff is not holding for mm. the other remedies that are not working or they've got deep inherited problems mm. um and they i, I like I, I don't know if i could say any other way they are essential mm. for are essential. homeopathic um mm. care um so that is a that is a major concern of mine that mm. yes my first aid kit will be fine mm. um but my chronic prescribing for people mm. who are unwell for mm. um, that, yeah, and all of my family have had tuberculinum at some point, um, mm. and um, and that's mm. that's going to be that that concerns mm. me. Yeah, and you know, if there was a really safe and effective long-term chronic health solution in the pharmaceutical medical model, then we could go, oh, okay, we have alternatives, but we don't because the medical model does not have long-term health solutions for chronic problems other than staying on drugs for the rest of your life, which is just not okay for a lot of people from a financial and health perspective. So natural medicine really is the only option when it comes to truly healing chronic illness. <laughs> So yeah. I don't know. They like take away all our, like they want to take away all our options, but there's nothing like they don't have a better solution. If they had a better solution, I could understand that, but there's not. So yeah. what, no, what do they, what they, I mean, they should be exempting any homeopathic pro, um, product that is past Avogadro's number, mm. for example. So um, that's, the theory is that um, once you get past a certain point, which I think is one um, times ten to the power of twenty-three, so yep, that's right. <laughs> that it's so dilute there is no physical, uh, the physical detected yeah. molecule. Yeah, yeah, um, and so therefore, that and that's one of the arguments about why homeopathy is. Um, not placebo, a thing. Yeah. <laughs> water, it's placebo. Um, so, so why are we not completely exempt once we pass that mm. level? Um, even for products of human origin or sheep mm. or cow origin, that that should be a, a standard. Um, we, yeah. And if you have two hundred years of safe, effective, documented use, why are we even having this conversation? It makes me furious. Absolutely Ooh. furious. Why are we talking about this? We've got over 200 years of safe, effective, documented use. Why? It's just so redundant. It's such a waste of taxpayers' money. That's the other thing. Go and spend that money and go pay your teachers and your police and your nurses properly. Go and get proper, you know, <laughs> like go, go spend all those millions that they're probably spending on this. Go and spend that on, you know, the children that are living on the streets in New Zealand that do not have proper food, that do not have proper housing. That is what you should be focusing on, not natural medicine that is all the safe, you know, usage. <gasps> okay, deep breaths, deep yeah. breaths. Okay, yeah. so what what I else can... It's concerning for um, conventional medicine as well because one of the things... Another clause which um, I found is 71, which says that you cannot inject or um, uh, um, give bipartial 
infusion a natural health product. So that actually cuts out vitamin C. So all our people who get IV vitamin C for um, sepsis, for, um, for infections, for cancer, that would be gone. But it also cuts out intramuscular vitamin B12 injections and iron infusions what? because both of those are considered natural health products. And under Clause 30, they are defined as natural health products. There's so nothing natural about standard, them. It's all synthetic. Yeah, but it's a standard medical treatment. And it says in the Clause 30 that um, those vitamins and all minerals or synthetic versions of them are natural health products. So our iron infusions and our vitamin B12 injections, which are a standard medical treatment in the conventional medical system for somebody who has pernicious anemia or, um, or anemia that they cannot get sorted with iron tablets, that is a natural health product. And under Clause 71, they cannot do it because you're not allowed to inject it. Or Well, then they uh, should take paracetamol off because that's made from uh, white pine bark where they extract the salicylates. But I know they acid. now they now synthetically manufacture the salicylic acid, right? I, I could be completely off here, but is that like you're the pharmacist here? Yeah, originally. Yeah. yeah, oh sorry, aspirin. I always get the two mixed up. So aspirin is originally derived, I mean, as are all pharmaceutical drugs, pretty much, originally derived from, you know, they find a uh an active component in a natural substance and then they synthesize that. So then they should really take all pharmaceutical drugs off. And even if you think of like the Novavax vaccine, that came from the cells of a moth. So yeah. Go figure. Logic in the way of There's any no... of this. <laughs> do you do do you think like when it's all seriousness? Do you think these politicians get together and they just have like a joint and a couple of beers and they just think, let's just see how ridiculous we can get? I mean, you don't have yeah, to answer well, that I, question. I, this is just that would make sense if they did that. That would actually make sense as to why they're coming up with this stuff. Yeah, well, they thought, oh, that's a good idea. You know, I've heard that some people want to inject stuff, so we'll just stop them doing that. Actually, no, we have no idea that that fits. It's crazy. Oh, it um, I, I, and that, I think the politicians who are doing this have not thought through the implications themselves um, because they, oh, yeah. I, what, I don't did, know what, what do they, they want to do? What do they think a pregnant woman's going to do who can hardly take any pharmaceutical medication? for fear of hurting the infant. And then like if all her natural options are taken away from her, what is she supposed to do? What are people supposed to do that, yeah, like cannot take pharmaceutical medications? What options are you leaving them with? Are you just going to say, oh, no, sorry, can't do anything for you. That's it. No natural, you're not allowed to use natural medicine and we don't have an option for you. So what are you going to do with those people? Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I, I just don't understand. I really don't understand what Ugh. they're doing. And I think, there is concern that some of these things could be dangerous, but this is really not the way to do that. Mm. It's not going to fix anything. It's going to create a lot more headaches for everyone. Um, and like you and said, how are they going to define that? So if you, so I'm not allowed to have celery in my salad anymore because celery has a therapeutic action of acting as a diuretic, but literally any food, any herb, any substance, natural substance can have like a therapeutic effect so well it's, a, it's an old hippocratic thing isn't it let food be your medicine absolutely um, so that's been thousands of years of mm. food as medicine and mm. um how how do you divide that when we see when if you have too much sugar you certainly i get hyperactive children i think a mm. lot of parents would agree yeah 
So maybe, but we'd never, they're not considering regulating sugar and mm. looking at that, even though we've got so not only hyperactivity, but um, the metabolic changes, the um, effect on the liver, the mm. diabetes, that mm. there's inflammation anywhere in the body. Um, instead of, instead of we're trying to regulate things that people take to help mm. themselves, instead of actually regulating the things that people are eating every day that are, um, are doing themselves harm. Mm. And I'm not in favour of um, nanny stations taking away people's choices about mm. what they eat. Um, I mm. think that's the job of education mm. more than um, regulation. But, mm. yeah. Completely. Okay, so where do people go to make their submissions? And it closes on the 15th of February. So do not leave it till the last minute. If wherever you are, if you have a second, go and do it right now because you will forget, If you, especially if you're a mum with kitties, go and do it now. Share it far and wide on Facebook. Tell everybody you can. Um, you know, you actually have an opportunity to make a difference here. So get your ANG, go and make a submission. Where do people go? Yeah. So that's at the Parliament website. Um, but what I would like to suggest is the Homeopathic Society has a guidance document coming mm -hmm. out um, next week. So um, that will be after the 23rd of... Um, that's right. So this episode is probably going to go out the 27th. So in one week's okay. time, I'd yeah. say, yeah. Right. So the Homeopathic Society have a guidance document that is out now, um, which tells <laughs> not just about um, the information on what is in the Therapeutics mm. Products Bill, but it tells you how to um, how to do that submission. It okay. shows you what it looks like and mm. um, everything about it. So you can find that um on the Homeopathic Society's um, Facebook page, mm. um, or you can email coordinator at homeopathy.ac.nz to get a hold of that. And it should be on their website as well, which is homeopathy.ac.nz. Okay, perfect. That's, is there any final message that you want to leave our listeners with? Just, it doesn't have to be perfect. Don't sit there going, I can't make a submission because I can't spell, because I don't mm. know how to say this, because I don't know mm. enough. We don't we don't want um, a lot of copy and paste submissions because they can then go, well, these are all the same, that's one person. Mm. Write it in your own words, even if it's not spelled right and mm. it doesn't make um doesn't have all the right things it's it's mm. not being marked we just mm. want you to say what you have concerns about and mm. that you want to have access to these products um you want don't want the costs to go up you want to be able to choose to see natural health um, practitioners mm. and you have concerns um about the um the way this is written so yeah it, it's there's, there's no marks for um for anything just get your voice in there whatever you have to say but you will get karma brownie points if you do make a submission. <laughs> and a little fairy will, a little angel will get its wings, a little fairy will get its wings or whatever you need to do to get your ANG yeah. and definitely go and do this. But yeah, you will seriously get some karmic brownie points. Make sure you go and sit down and do the submission. And like Barbara said, don't even think about spelling or anything else. Just get it out there and um, make a difference because, you know, you don't want to have this taken away from you and then go, oh, you know, I wish, you know, I'm, I wish I had a, wish I made a difference. I wish I actually 
got up and wrote something instead of worrying about you know what they'll say about my spelling or anything of that. So yeah. definitely get out there, make a submission. So homeopathy.ac.nz would be the t- the place to go and have a look for the guidelines on how to do this. Um, and tell your friends, tell your family. Um, in any mother's groups that you're in, any professional groups that you're in, make some noise and get it out there because this is the only way that we um, can actually make a difference if, if we speak up, get the information yeah. out there. Yeah. Great. Thanks. Thank you so, so much for having me. It's need to talk always to lovely to have an excuse to have a chat with you. I prefer this wasn't the excuse. I could think of nicer things for us to have a chat about, but it's always lovely to have a chat with you, Barbara. Oh, thank you again.